once again this week. Rick, appreciate the time as always, my man. And how are you doing? It's a busy week. Hey, guys, it certainly is a busy week. I'm happy to be back on the airwaves with you guys. Now, before we start or anything, I know there's a lot of Tennessee football to get into. Don't tell my bosses about this over at Rocky Top Insider, but I'm at home right now working. But I've got the Texas Rangers game on the background. That's my team. (laughs) My guy, Matt Scherzer, is now pitching. So if I go silent for 30 seconds or so, it might mean that either Scherzer has done something really good or really bad based on the way the game has already gone. But we'll put all that to the side and we'll talk some Tennessee football. It's a big week right now. Hey, we can uh, we can let you uh, do that for sure. I'd love to see the Braves and Rangers in the World Series personally. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Just yeah. two, two different. I'm, I'm great with it. Yeah, I'm sure you are, man. I'm sure you are. <laughs> uh, so just your takeaway on practice, I guess, number two. Uh, this morning, and just overall, camp is opened, and you know I know you've got got a bunch of articles on uh, and video too on uh, you know uh, Joe Milton and stuff that uh, Josh Heupel said. So where do you where do you start? Uh, but it's a glorious day for college football fans and Tennessee fans in general. We are here. Yeah, it certainly is. It's a despite it being a little rainy here in Knoxville right now, which I'm not sure what the weather for you guys in Chattanooga looks like. But About the same. despite the rain over here. It's a glorious day, none the least, and it's a glorious week. You know, for a long time, I, I, as a college student or as a rising journalist or however it might have been, I looked at some of these practice videos from Alabama, from Ohio State, and I always thought to myself, man, I wonder what that would be like to be in a fall camp for a top-ten team, just if there's a different kind of feeling to it, if there's a different kind of vibe to it. And you know what? Now that we're here, I can say that there is. There is a different kind of feel when you have a team that has expectations like the ones that Tennessee has going into the season. You can look at a guy like Joe Milton, and even if he has not necessarily commanded the offense in the last two years, you can tell that he has a significant command of the team. The team looks up to him, not just because he's bigger than most other people, but because he is a legitimate leader on this team. He's an unquestionable leader on this team. I think we can talk a lot about a lot of different positions today, and I'm sure we will, but just ultimately my first impression of the team is, hey, everybody looks smooth. Everybody looks mature. Now, obviously, that's not to say that there aren't question marks here and there, and and we still have a month to go, but this does feel like a legitimate top 10 team quality type of fall camp with a lot of really good players out there on the field and a lot of really good coaches getting them from point A to point B. You know, it's 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 amazing what a little confidence can do to your team. Sure and, is, man. Can, no <laughs> coming off of the year they had last year, sure, there's they, they dropped some that uh, I'm sure they felt they, they had uh, or could have done something differently to, to get that W. South Carolina. But, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, but, man, I mean, uh, just a, a turnaround. And you talk about, well, coaches talk about it a lot, uh, talk about culture and, and what that can mean for a team. Well, just a winning season, that can mean a ton, not only in the following season, but in recruiting. Recruiting, and we're seeing that as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and this is interesting. You talk about culture right there, and before I say this, this is not to make any sort of comparison. I know you guys are right there near the state border. You have plenty of Lord listeners over, you know, in the Georgia side of things. But there was an interesting statement that was made today by one of Tennessee's freshman linebackers, Jeremiah Tellender. And again, he was not making a comparison of any kind of source here, but somebody would ask him about just kind of. Tennessee's success in recruiting the state of Georgia lately because they have gone in there and maybe they're not getting the best pieces in the Peach State, but they're certainly getting a good amount, a healthy amount of good ones. He said, hey, look, you know, I think me and some of these other guys, we liked what we saw from Tennessee, but we love the culture that they had in the building. 
that's one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to go to Tennessee, why we didn't want to go to other places. Another uh, a defensive lineman yesterday, David Hobbs, a former five-star, he said, hey, look, I, I had a lot of really good teams like Georgia and Alabama were recruiting me. But when I saw Tennessee achieve success like they did in 2022, when I saw them beat Alabama, when I saw them beat Florida, that to me was the turning point. He ended up committing to Tennessee on November 25th. So I think that you can really just see that momentum is starting to turn for Tennessee. And like you said, the Vols in all different aspects, whether it's the coaching staff or the players on the field, I think that there's a lot of confidence in the building. Maybe a little bit of quiet confidence. They still have things they want to accomplish but certainly more confidence than before. You, uh, CBS Sports has a way too early top 25, and they have placed Tennessee at number 12 on that. So what we, what you were talking about, uh, you know, a top 10 type uh, program practice, uh, that's pretty much what you're witnessing here. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool, obviously, for Tennessee fans for sure. Now, who, who do you think – I should have probably texted you and give you a minute to think about this, but who do you think <laughs> – I got it. Who do you think uh, the, the the freshmen or newcomers, maybe not transfer portal guys, because you expect them, if they transfer it in, they better be ready to go, especially if they're sure. older. Uh, but freshmen guys who will contribute um, the earliest uh, that, that are new guys coming in, who, who do you got uh, in that list, maybe a top three or so? I'll give you one name from, from each side, and then if I can think of another one here in the next 30 seconds or so, I will. From the offensive side, I'll go with tight end Ethan Davis. This is a guy that we got to talk to today who is just an uber-athletic tight end, especially when it comes to catching the football and playing in open space. Obviously, he's learning the blocking side of it, and he's developing at that part, but this is just a guy who almost has a wide receiver's excuse me, skill set. We saw him a little bit in the orange and white game. He had a great catch from, from Nico Iamaliava down on the sideline, but he also injured his collarbone, so he had to miss a lot of the summer workouts. He's still kind of getting his legs under him, but you can just tell that this guy is wickedly athletic, uber-talented, and who knows? I mean, Tennessee's got some, some older tight ends right now, Jacob Warren and McCollin Castle from the, from the transfer portal, but I think that if a guy like Ethan Davis is really showing his athleticism then you might have to find a way to get him on the field, whatever it takes. So he's one that I was looking at. I like him. 6'5", out of Atlanta. So when you play in Atlanta high school action, you're basically playing uh, college ball. Uh, so you like him. He'll be wearing number 86 for you ball fans. Who else you got, Rick? Yep, there you go. So there's a, a little bit of a local name by, by your guys' neck of the woods over there. But I want to jump to the defensive side of the ball, and that's talking about Arian Carter who is a linebacker, obviously a Tennessee freshman. This guy in the first two days of camp looks like he's been here for two years, not just in his, in his maturity on the, on the practice field, but also in his body. I mean, he looks like a junior linebacker for this Tennessee program. I think that Tennessee's got two very solid linebackers that are going to start the year, and Aaron Beasley and Keenan Peely, the transfer from BYU. But I again, kind of like Ethan Davis, I think that Aaron Carter eventually makes a play to say, hey, look, I've got a whole bunch of skill sets, and we got to get me on the field, and I think the coaches are going to want to do that. But that ultimately kind of leads me into a bigger point. I'm sorry I'm rambling here. No, but you're good. Two years ago, when we first went to the Tennessee football practice, you looked at the linebackers' room, and even Josh Heupel made a joke about it this week. He said, we almost needed some of the media players or some of the media members to come in and play linebacker. <laughs> we were so deft. We were so just low on depth. What was once by far the most barren – position that Tennessee had on the entire field for for a position that wasn't even looked twice at during practices in the past 
is now suddenly one of the most absolutely fascinating positions on this entire Tennessee team. The linebacker room, Tennessee has put in a lot of hard work on the recruiting trail to get that room in a good spot, and now it is finally starting to be in a very good spot. Now, a lot of it is still younger heavy. Tennessee's got two very talented sophomores and two very talented freshmen that are kind of leading this charge of the linebacker room. So it might not be this year that you see all of this come to fruition, but certainly that room especially is, I want to say night and day, but it might even be a bigger kind of difference in comparison to where things were back in 2021. So the linebacker room, adding in freshman Arian Carter, adding in Jeremiah Tellender, who we just talked about a minute ago from Georgia, those have been big pieces, and that by far has been my biggest takeaway from the first two days of campus, just how much better and deeper the linebacker rooms look, even if it still skews a little bit on the younger side. Well, let's hope that shows up on Saturday afternoons. Arian Carter will wear number seven for, uh, you know how they do that thing where offensive player can have the same number as defensive players, so he'll be wearing number seven along with Joe Milton on the offensive side of the ball. But you're expecting huge things out of Carter, and you've heard, uh, just like you were saying, it, he – has almost a veteran mindset uh i've heard i've read reports on that you know uh since day one of camp or maybe day one of spring spring ball whenever he came on campus yeah i think you're absolutely right i just think that this is a guy who who is a who is a different kind of talent he's a different kind of player He, he feels like a guy that can contribute on sundays down the road and i know that's a lofty projection of one way away and Frankly, we've only seen about 15 combined minutes, maybe 20 minutes combined, maybe a little bit more of camp so far. But, again, just everything you're hearing from inside the program, what you're seeing with your own two eyeballs, it it is really telling. And Arian Carter is one that Tennessee fans need to keep their eye on. Not should, but need to keep their eye on. Uh, Rick, I enjoyed your article on the Tennessee basketball team about their their trip uh, to Italy and currently (laughs) right in the middle of that. And I just kind of had to giggle a little bit seeing some of those photos uh, that are on that article or in that article because having been blessed enough, it's been a, a bit a little bit, but uh, having been in Rome and, and made that trip myself and seeing those wow. guys, yeah, seeing those guys in the middle of those small alleyways, it just it just made me laugh because uh, you know a lot of those a lot of those roads in uh, in Rome they're they're not made for say your F two fifties or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, they're, they're they're very little, so it's like. I can I can see what some of the Italians over there, some of the Romans, when they see these these huge guys in, in the, their place, they just uh, probably in awe. <laughs> probably, man. I, I'll tell you what. I long for the day I can be successful enough to 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 drop a a Rome reference in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> like, I mean, that's amazing. You get to you get to compare your own experiences with them. But I've been getting a a, a huge chuckle out of those videos and. You can go and check them out all, all on RockyTopInsider.com or obviously on the Tennessee basketball feed. But my one favorite part from just any of those videos were they're showing what they're doing on the plane, and, and you have Tobey Awaka who is reading Russian literature from who knows what era, you know, back uh, you know years, decades ago, or however long it was, Tobey Awaka is reading Russian literature, and you have Jonas Adu who's making fart noises on the planes and <laughs> fart noises street of rome it's just it's such a wild you know situation the it's, duality it like of controlled chaos so they also celebrated zakai ziegler's 21st birthday right this week over there in uh italy yeah absolutely and you know the best part is is that they did not even have to get him a new acl for his birthday they got to just <laughs> stick with the regular chocolate cake because frankly his his knee seems to be progressing as good as anybody could have projected at this point right now it, it even might be stronger than his uh than his right leg and so 
the the situ or the uh, updates coming out of Tennessee has been, hey, we're still taking things slow and cautious with the guy. We know he's probably the most important player on the team, I would say. But uh, you don't have to give him a new ACL for his birthday because it looks like the one that they fixed is doing pretty good. Sweet, <laughs> sweet. Uh, a little bit about recruiting. Obviously, Saturday's a big day here in Chattanooga with Amari Jefferson making his commitment, choosing between Alabama and Tennessee. Uh, we actually will have him on the air on Monday at 335 after he makes that commitment Saturday at Baylor School. So excited about that. And then also you guys have a story up about a five-star uh, Tennessee target that uh, – kind of tease his commitment date and Jordan Ross, who's out of the state of Alabama, and um, so we don't know exactly when he's going to commit, but it says commitment date coming soon. So you have, um, I'm sure you'll have the Amari Jefferson story uh, on Rocky Top Insider as soon as he makes that decision on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, we certainly will. We will be covering Amari Jefferson throughout the weekend. You know, if you're a Tennessee fan in this situation, I think you are a little optimistic, just knowing that it could be anyone's game here in the last couple of days, but I think that you're very cautious with that as well. It, 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 as far as what I've seen, and I don't know for a fact, so you know, don't, don't write any articles or anything about it, but I, I do think that it might be leaning towards Alabama. That seems like where the trend is going. Maybe Georgia kind of falling to third place in there, but I still think that Tennessee has a good shot, and I'm not ready to say by any means that Tennessee has been out of the running, and I don't know if anybody can say that at this point, so we will have our eyes locked on uh, Mari Jefferson, and we'll see what's going on. And I'm going to be sure to tune in to you guys at 3.30 on Monday and check out what he's got to say about wherever he goes. Yeah, check it out. So we've got a little insider here. we got uh, a co-worker who is friends with uh, his mom, and apparently Tennessee's the only school that has talked to him about being able to play football and baseball. We all know that's tough at the collegiate level, but uh, you sure. know, I think you know that might be a deciding factor as well. Or he might just say, hey, I'm going to go play for Alabama because it's Nick Saban and he puts guys in the NFL. Either way, yeah, it's not no, a bad decision. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And you would think, you know, if if he did go to Alabama, that's still a good baseball program. And even though they're undergoing a little bit of a coaching change right now, still a good program. But I think that's kind of one of the other things that Tennessee fans have been hanging on to a little bit is that you believe that he's got an established and a previous relationship with Tony Vitello before. And so I think that if you're you're kind of attacking this on a two-front basis in your Tennessee, and you have kind of Josh Heupel leading the main charge, and maybe Tony Vitello kind of talking in the background a little bit. I don't know how much they are, so, uh, so a good bit of this is speculation, but that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty enticing two, two-man front right there to, mm-hmm. to go up against, so really interested to see what happens this Saturday. Keep up the great work, my friend. Rick Butler from RockyTopInsider.com. If you're a Vols fan, football fan, you definitely want to read that each and every day. There's all kinds of new content uh, coming uh, all the time now, especially with Tennessee in camp (laughs) and video and all kinds of good stuff. So you all do a great job, Rick. Keep up the good work. Man, I'm sad that our time is over already. I can't wait till next week, and uh, we'll talk some more football. This is a fun time of year, and... And I'm always appreciative for you guys having me on. Thanks so much. No doubt. Go you Rangers. Man, go, man. go Rangers, baby. Go Rangers. I'll see you in the World Series. <laughs> All right. That sounds great. Rick Butler, RockyTopInsider.com. Fantastic guy and really good website for Tennessee information for sure. Chattanooga Burger Tour, rocking and rolling on social media, presented by Dr. Pepper. Chattanooga Burger Tour, very simple. Find us on YouTube. Just type that in, Chattanooga Burger Tour, and see where we have been and been to so many places, talked to so many great people, and had so many great burgers as well. But it's not about the burgers. Uh, the menus are top-notch from top to bottom, and the people are top-notch. Thank you, Dr. Pepper, for allowing us to go out there and support Chattanooga. It is the Chattanooga Burger Tour on YouTube, brought to you by Dr. Pepper.
We will roll to the phone lines, text lines, 267-1037.